Chris Angel Mind Freak. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lyrics for Lunch. This will be the last podcast we ever send your ass. Been six months and still no word. Six months and still no word. This is the show that does the deep dives into the secret histories of some of your favorite songs and artists. I'm Aviv Rubenstein. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me as always, the uh, Stan to my Eminem, Lindsay Tucker. Hey. <laughs> hey. Thank you, Aviv, for that lovely introduction. You're welcome. I, I, I worked on it. All day. I'm Lindsay Tucker. I'm a journalist. I am the host of this podcast. And today we will be talking about Stan from Eminem. This is a listener request. Yes, this was a listener request from yes. listener Carolina. She asked me for this a very long time ago, I and I was excited about it, but I was also like, ooh, it's so complicated for me specifically, which all the reasons we'll mm. talk about today. And um, it was really fun to research, and thank you, Carolina, for... She didn't... I mean, she, she did kind of light the fire under my ass because of my own guilt, because I said I would do it. <laughs> and... <laughs> Six months and still no word, you know? Yeah. On my part. On your part. <laughs> we also have a, a little bit of mailbag from uh, listener Letitia. Uh, Letitia she writes... She finds them Letty. Letty? Oh, sorry. Letty. Um, so... I always love Letty's mail, so keep it coming, and thank you for the dialogue. Yes, so Letty writes in... Steve, you wonder, exclamation point. If Sign Sealed Delivered had been sung by a woman, I would right now be looking her up. I always knew it was him, but I went back and listened to it pretending it was a woman, like, and you know, in her <laughs> mind's eye, in her mind's ear. And I can absolutely hear that. So you are, you are vindicated, Lindsay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Steve, you wonder has always mystified me because Superstition is just one of my favorite songs ever, ever, ever. And then after Aviv plays Sesame, the Sesame Street clip, he mentions a few more that are up there on my personal list of, I will never get tired of these songs. So many incredible ones. But then how does that person write Tears of a Clown? <laughs> right which is another like you i wasn't gonna play that on the show but you inc immediately vetoed it immediately yeah um and some of the slower stuff he recorded i cannot and never could stand ebony and ivory wh which was a plaque on the which was a plague on the radio when i was in I got there, which was a plague on the radio when I was in high school. I have to agree with Aviv about Paul McCartney, and I just had to blame it on him because I liked Stevie. But, <laughs> oh, I hated that song so much, and I was stuck riding around my parents' car every now and then with them controlling the radio. I have utter respect for Stevie Wonder and remember being at an age of awareness for some of the activism. I had never heard the Apartheid song, but it 100% slaps. Hell yeah. The bad songs, the bad slow songs confuse me and make me sad. And Wings was just a sad band. Thank you, Lenny. <laughs> Paul should have just retired and become a recluse. But it might not have been just the John thing. Look at the Killers. Their best album 
when they were really their best album was i suppose when they were really young yeah i i'm on record as saying the uh the best killers album is the b-sides album that came out right after the first one um and which would you rather listen to what's my age again or this new sad song this is now uh switching gears to blink 182 which we did our legacy episode on uh on, on youtube on tuesday so which would have you heard the new blink 182 song it's a bummer it's well, you know, it's about a lot of the stuff that we talked about uh, on our episode. It's about Mark getting cancer and uh, Travis almost dying in a plane crash. And it's like, do I have to die in a plane crash to get you to apologize to me or or something like that? It's it's kind of a bummer. Uh, as an so older Gen X, she asked, "Which one would you rather listen to?" And I was like, "Oh, like put it on my to do list. Listen to the new song." Yeah, never got there. Didn't do it. Well, it's <laughs> in six months when you're done. You're finally done the stand stuff. Uh, you can listen to the new song. But I as love an, What's My Age Again, so I, I'd I, probably I, choose that. Yeah, probably. But Letty says, as an older Gen Xer, I'm focused more and more on artists who can keep it going as they age. It is a pretty sad thing that a fair amount of them seem to fizzle after 30 or 35. Has a 37-year-old, ouch. Um, as a 37-year-old who's releasing a song this Friday. The day that this episode comes out, you can listen to my new song. Well, you haven't peaked yet. I have not. I haven't even begun to peak. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? We're talking about Stan. Today we're talking about Stan and Eminem. So I'm going to take a page from the Aviv playbook with the Seattle Times. Marshall, Marshall Mathers was born. Bruce yeah. Mathers the third grew up Ooh. in a poor single parent family in various Midwest cities, primarily Detroit. At 15, he was shot and stripped of his running gear. He literally ran out of his sneakers, arriving home bloodied and bruised in his underwear. In a different student, he flunked ninth grade three times before dropping out of high school up until late last year. This article, I think, was 99. Okay. He had a series of low-paying jobs, mostly in restaurants. He is the unmarried father of a young daughter. He started rapping with black friends while a teen. He entered contests, eventually winning them. He put out an album and an EP on an independent Detroit label. One of his raps was played on a Los Angeles hip-hop station, which Dr. Dre happened to hear while driving. He didn't know he was listening to a white rapper. Dre called his assistant and said, find him. Dre, <laughs> get me this kid. <laughs> get me Eminem. I've got to put him in the pictures. <laughs> Dre, the most celebrated producer in rap, signed Mathers, then went into the studio with his protege to create the Slim Shady LP, the first single from it, Just Don't Give a Fuck. Got played on rap stations oh, and was an immediate hit. My name is took Eminem into the mainstream. So, and that's when the fan letters start pouring in. So, dun, I dun, think dun. we will likely do another, like maybe mini sode on "My Name Is" and the creation of that song, and we're gonna save that for a different day. But. Yeah, My Name Is was like the first huge hit, so makes sense that that's when the fan letters started pouring in. So Stan was on the third, right? Because he put out that first Detroit Unknown label album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then it was the, the Slim, Slim Shady. Shady LP, and then Marshall Mathers LP, which drops on May 23rd, 2000. Um, okay, so other songs from the Marshall Mathers LP, which was literally an absolute banger if you were in high school when we were. Yes, so this this is extreme millennial uh, catnip. What else was on Marshall Mathers LP? Uh, Without me, 
Who knew? Kim, kill you. The real some shady. I'm back. Drug ballad. Criminal. I don't think without me was on that. Feeling like a criminal. No, because I'm a criminal. I don't know one. Criminal. You don't know. Uh, one. Yeah, real slim shady was was a uh, gigantic, gigantic. Kathy Griffin oh, was no. in the music like, video. No. Okay. All of these songs feature deeply misogynistic lyrics, ableism, violence against women, homophobia, and homicide. Marsh, so, our Marshall. So this was not new for Eminem's content. His first album that we knew, the first album that I knew, the Slim Shady LP, drew attention for the same themes. Billboard editor in chief Timothy White wrote a scathing editorial accusing Eminem of quote making money by exploiting the world's misery and he condemned the record calling it a debut album whose main themes include drugging raping and murdering women check um so let me ask you though who is Slim Shady I don't really know but it seems like Slim Shady is the like alter ego of Marshall Mathers and and this is like in the kind of the Wu-Tang or like the, just the AKA's style of rapping of hip hop is like you have these different persona that, that you can rap as um, that can say things that you that you as Lindsey Tucker or Marshall Mathers like wouldn't say in public. Slim Shady can say whatever he wants because he doesn't actually exist, um, and you know that might be a healthy or unhealthy alter ego. I'm not a psychologist. Great. So Eminem has said that he used the name Slim Shady because it's an alter ego that he uses to say things that he would never say in real life, just as you have just said. However, I'm calling bullshit on this. This was absolutely not clear. And maybe it's because I'm a fucking white girl from the suburbs who wasn't <laughs> really introduced to hip hop culture. Right. But it was like Eminem, Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers. They were all the same person. They're all the same. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. even says like feminist women or feminist women love Eminem. Chicka 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 Slim Shady. I'm sick of I'm him. Sick Look of him. at him. So Eminem, Slim Shady, and Marshall are all they're the same. They're all person. the same. Like, yeah, and I think but I think that the 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 alter ego is a cover as much as he as much as he says like oh, it's a cover so so that's like not actually me. It's also like a uh, plausible deniability like he he can now say or do whatever he fucking wants and say oh that wasn't me talking that was it that was slim and it's like it is it is uh very it can be calculated as well you know in his 2008 memoir the way i am eminem describes some shady as an outlet for his anger and called eminem a vehicle for his lyricism and marshall mathers a channel for his sincerity yeah, I mean, okay, I, he might believe that or it might be like a clever cover. Um, I think that this is also, he's like quoted as saying like he writes about it so he doesn't like do it, you know, like like it is very, he's like doing like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing that um, gives him cover for any criticism. I'm just Marshall Mathers. I'm just a regular oh, yeah. guy. I don't know why all the fuss about me. Is that a song? So. Is that a real song? You clearly don't know the Eminem catalog. No. I, <laughs> it seems like you do, though. <laughs> so you were, a bit, you were a big M head, as they say? When it comes to the Marshall Mathers LP, I pretty much know every single word still, even though oh, I haven't shit. listened to it in 20 years. So what? So what, how did this happen to a white girl from New Jersey? 
So the Dr. Dre 2001. Chronic 2000, yeah. Chronic 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good album. Had the song. When the cops came through, me and Dre stood next to a burnt down house with a candle. Nowadays, of gas everybody want to talk to the cops. Yeah, Still yeah, weren't yeah. found out right here. Forgot so. about Dre. Forgot about Dre is the name of the song. So I heard that. Yeah, that song's great. That song is really, really, really good. <laughs> and apparently was supposed to be for Snoop or, or someone else. And he just loved the way Eminem did it. So he kept Eminem on the track. Okay. I didn't know that. Didn't do a lyrics yeah. for lunch on that one. I, did, I, did, I, don't, I haven't verified this, but this is like the legend. Um. Okay, and so that was like your introduction to Eminem, and then you're just like, "Yup, this guy." More of that, please. That's that's my man. <laughs> Eminem, quote unquote, retired Slim Shady in 2005. Wow. But he wrote in his memoir, Slim Em and Marshall, which was 2008. Don't forget, Slim Em and Marshall are always in the mix when I'm writing. Now I found a way to morph the styles so that it's all sort of me. But even though he apparently allegedly retired him he was back in full swing on the 2020 album which was his 10th album songs to be murdered by so he's just, he was 47 he's ref- years old reformed guy <laughs> very chill as a 50 year old but how much how much of that do you think is like well i have to give the fans what they want right that's super interesting because we'll talk about eminem's fans and i think that is absolutely what they want like yeah, like oh, his hun- his current fans. I think like a fifth uh, s- s- similar with Blink One Eighty Two, right? Like when you're fifty and you're still s- doing the juvenile fart jokes and and women <laughs> yeah. are bitches thing is like, is it, really? Are we really still doing this? Especially with Eminem, who I am sorry, he's profoundly prolific in his delivery. Like that shit is off the chain. So why couldn't he evolve into something like? worthy of stands i wonder if the market just isn't there for him right <laughs> eminem doesn't make that kind of music but he does well smith do don't gotta cuss stuff. in his raps to sell records well i oh, do, I, do. <laughs> I don't know iconic man he he's he's doing something right so slim shady the alter ego character is in heavy rotation on marshall mather's lp also in heavy rotation on this album is a theme that's kind of like don't blame me for my words. <laughs> don't blame me for my words. Tell me more about don't blame me you for my words. You should have been watching them. Apparently you weren't parents because I never knew why. I never knew why. I never knew why. Mike check one, two. I never knew why. Who would have known? I never knew why. Who would have known? I never knew why. Fuck with a door. Motherfucker comes out. I never knew why. That's a couple of million records. And these motherfuckers hit the ceiling. I don't do black music. I don't do white music. I make fight music for high school kids. I put lives at risk when I drive like this. I put wives at risk with a knife like this. Shit. You probably think I'm in your tape deck now. I'm in the backseat of your truck with duct tape stretched out. Duck the fuck way down. Waking a straight jump out. Put it over your mouth and grab you by the face. What now? Oh, you want me to watch my mouth? Take my fucking eyeballs out and turn them around. Look, I'll burn your fucking house down. Circle around and hit the hydrant so you can't put your burning furniture out. I'm sorry, there must be a mix up. Oh, he loves he loves the radio voice. He hates Bill Clinton. 
Get away, wake up, get a sense of humor. We're trying to send some music. This is for your kids' music. But don't blame me when little Eric jumps off of the terrace. You should have been watching. Little Eric jumps off the terrace. I'm, I'm pro Eminem now. I'm fucking pro Eminem now. He's Burn! Yeah, right? Fuck you, Eric Clapton. You know what you did. So who's bringing the guns in this country? I couldn't sneak a plastic pellet gun through customs over in London. And last week I seen this Schwarzenegger movie where he's shooting all sorts of these motherfuckers with a Uzi. I see these three little kids up in the front row, screaming go with their 17-year-old uncle. I'm like guidance. Ain't they got the same moms and dads who got mad when I asked if they like violence? And told me that my tape taught them to swear. What about the makeup you allow your 12-year-old daughter to wear? Mm. So tell me that your son doesn't know any cuss words when his bus driver's screaming at him, fucking him up words. And fuck was the first word I ever learned up in the third grade, flipping the gym teacher the bird. So he learned how to speak in the third grade. Beat up, beat on, be on free lunch and change school every three months. My life's like kind of what my wife's like. Fucked up after I beat a fucking ass every night. So how much easier would life be if 19? Tina too. He's just doing all all season two of lyrics for lunch. Making the rounds. Like, what's the frequency, Kenneth? Is about aliens. <laughs> Greatest hits. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. So he's like preemptively advocating abdicating responsibility, right? He's like, it's not, not even preemptive. Pre- yeah, it's not like, preemptive anymore. He really. So Bill Clinton. He calls out Bill Clinton multiple times. Doesn't have to curse in his raps to sell records. No, that's Will Smith. (laughs) Bill Clinton doesn't have to curse in his raps to sell records. Uh, In another song, he says like something about like Bill Clinton, like his speech. But I looked it up. There was no speeches that Bill Clinton actually called out Eminem. However, after the Columbine shooting, there was this whole like, whoa, the music is violent. The violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so politicians were kind of blaming the Columbine massacre on musicians and their culture of violence and like Eminem and Marilyn Manson were like the two poster. Yeah. Marilyn Manson is the one that, that gets like the dirty sponge of that. Um, but I guess Eminem, it was like just hitting when Columbine happened. And so it's like wrong place, wrong time, Marshall. To tell kids. Hey kids, Hi, you kids, like violence? You like violence? Yeah. <laughs> but this also is like, but this is this is like this whole song is like, I didn't know that I was going to affect children like this, have them hurt themselves, have them hurt other people, specifically women, um, and also Watch take a look me. at everything, <laughs> yeah, right? And also take a look at everything around, right? Where it's like, oh, you blame me for cursing? Well, you're cursing, and you're keeping your, you're dressing your twelve year old in makeup, which is you know fucking her up for life, which is like also true. But it's like it, it's interesting where he's all he's doing is like holding up the mirror and hiding behind it and hoping to be like, don't look at me, uh, I'm so impish, and yeah. like clearly both things are true like he's right about everything he says in the song and also like you have a responsibility now you're acknowledging that you have a responsibility now and that people are looking at you as a role model and yet he's like no i'm still not going to do anything about it no i'm gonna get i'm gonna amplify it i'm gonna be worse yeah (laughs) yeah i'm gonna be 10 times worse So this is the 1999 Seattle Times article that I excerpted at the top of the hour. Uh, mm. This article is called Eminem, the official top white rapper. Top of the hour? 
Eminem. Are we on NPR now? I wish. Call us. Um, Eminem, the official white rapper of the new millennium, question mark, is the title of this article. And this is just, quote, like, this is from the middle of the article. So, quote Eminem. I thought it was funny. This is, he's talking about the, uh, how he's getting completely creamed in the press. I thought it was funny. He said specifically of Timothy White's editorial in Billboard. I read bad press and laugh. If I do respond back, it's going to be funny. He says, he says his material is for adults. There's a parental advisory sticker, sticker on his album cover warning of explicit content. Sure. He loves that. So far, Eminem has been appearing mostly in nightclubs for over 21s. Quote, I like playing clubs because I feel I'm more in touch with the people, he said. But he admitted this will probably be his last club tour. There's no denying he's popular with kids who will be able to see him in concerts. His wicked sense of humor, violent fantasies, and endless obscenities are titillating to them. And there's the added allure of his being forbidden fruit. Eminem, in the character of his alter ego, Slim Shady, opens my name is with the line, hi, kids, do you like violence? Dot, 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 right? Because want to copy me and do exactly like Nine Inch Nails. I know, they gave a dot, 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 but yeah. But I think that dot, dot, dot is important, right? That the the thing that they've cut out is a cultural reference to like a very specific time in American music. And then he goes back. I, I don't think it's like entirely this... This credo for children, it's like he's like making, I don't know, comments on pop culture or whatever. Always. I mean, he talks about NSYNC in like every fucking song on this album. And Britney Spears, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And Christina Aguilera. He and like spi- can't figure out which spike girl, Spice Girl I want to impregnate. <laughs> Lyrics for lunch, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but in slim shady he says want to copy me and do exactly like i did then he raps about attacking teachers visiting strip joints assaulting women dreaming about killing his parents and various sexual exploits so this is this is i'm reading this from seattle times if you took the song literally you'd have to consider it unconscionable but as the video makes especially clear it's supposed to be darkly funny slim shady is a pathetic loser a creep a jerk all talk and no action he and the other downer characters eminem plays in various skits on the disc are not heroes or role models no one would want to be like them except people did uh yeah so this is youtube music reviewer sean c eminem will always be one of the goats for his impact on hip-hop in the early 2000s his impact spawned some of the edgiest corniest most sassy rappers a genre of music i'd like to define as incel rap though this genre does still exist Mm -hmm. a lot of our most promising acts rose up from the debris of incel rap becoming some of the most introspective observant and and jaunting musicians of our generation jaunting yeah i mean so the question i think this this might be jumping the gun of or might be the whole theme of the episode is like what responsibility does he have if this is like his art does he have a responsibility to make the kids understand that he shouldn't be emulated? At what point do you even acknowledge that words have power, right? Yeah, I I really, um, I have a lot of conflicting feelings about this whole topic. I understand his point of view of like, well, I'm just going to say whatever I want because it's my art. And I understand the the other point of view, which is like 
kids are going to be violent thinking that you're the like you're endorsing it because you're a role model it's like it's kind of like uh scarface january 6th i was thinking scarface posters on people's walls like the point of scarface is that scarface is like a bad person and he gets like shot to death at the end of the movie and yet people or fight club or or a lot of these these media properties that were like really 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 popular with like mostly men of our generation is like they watched the first half of of these movies or tv shows walter white or whatever and are like yeah yeah yeah. starting a fight club is a great idea being a, a crime lord is a great idea and don't learn the the lesson of the you know of the of the piece and i feel like this is like what what responsibility does does marshall have to be like hey remember do not try this at home this is a bad it is a bad idea to kill your ex-wife and put her dead body in the trunk of your car thank you that's where i was going with this next kim mathers eminem's ex-wife the mother of Haley. sure has attempted suicide at least three times since the rise of Eminem. Oh, geez. So the first time was after she saw him perform the song Kim at a concert in 2000 during his Up in Smoke tour. Were they back together at the time? Because I know that they like kept getting back together and breaking up, right? They were married twice. It didn't sound to me from what I was reading that they were together. So okay. she went to so the show. She may have... He told her allegedly he wouldn't play the song. Okay. And then did. Not only did he do it, he produced a blow up doll that he violently ravaged on stage and then threw it into the crowd, which went wild. And then they, they like ripped it apart. So she told Fox News psychiatrist Keith Ablo. You know, you had me for a second, Kim, and then you lost me. In 2007, seeing the crowd's response and everybody cheering, singing the words and laughing, it just felt like everyone was staring at me. I knew that it was about me, and that night I went home and tried to commit suicide. In 2015, she says she intentionally ramped her car into a telephone pole after consuming alcohol and taking prescription pills. Quote, I sat at the end of the road where I knew that no one else but myself would get hurt, I never expected to make it out of that alive. When I did, I apologized immensely. I did not expect to make it through. In the year 2015, is he still taking shots at her? He actually... I didn't check the timeline on when he wrote an apology song to her, but he did write an apology song to Kim oh. and his mother. Okay, so, so you know, and this, this is one of those things where I'm like, so you do realize that your actions have consequences, right? How like, could if you, you not? It's your kid's mom! I know, I know, but... If he truly believed, like, ah, I can say whatever I want, it's just an act, blah, 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 you, none of you should take it that seriously, then he wouldn't feel the need to write an apology song. He wouldn't feel the need to write an apology song to his mom because then that, like, like that is the proof that he knows that he, what he's doing is, is wrong or was wrong. I also find it really confusing. Like, he's like, I had an abusive mom, so, like, I'm just going to be super abusive on the airwaves. Like, what? Anyway, well, he th- he he thinks, and I, I'm not sure that I agree. He thinks that it's better to sing about it in public than to do it in private. Okay, I don't really know what his private life was life was like, but I bet you it was no fucking piece of cake for Kim. I'm sure it wasn't inside their home. 
<laughs> I'm sure it wasn't. So um, or Haley. What happens in the song, Kim? I don't know. I don't know that I've ever heard the song, Kim. Oh my fucking god! Okay, we're gonna hear it. And trigger warning: like this, this song is heinous. So I knew the the like. <laughs> you know rough content of the song kim and so i like never was like that interested in listening to it because i i don't like i don't search out songs about stalking and killing your ex-wife he he like accuses her of cheating in the song so it would imply they were together that they were together you really fucked me kim This is fucking pathetic. Like, and and this might be intentional, right? This might be like his hit the the way he wanted to portray himself, or or Slim or whoever the fucking person is in the song. But like the main character, the one that's like kidnapping his his partner, is is a fucking loser, right? And. Does, is this on purpose? I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, this is definitely incel rap, right? Bleed, bitch, I, I, bleed. This is the same shit as like people who idolize the Joker and people who idolize like I don't know. This is like, mi- I th- I think that it is so blatantly pathetic that it has to be on purpose, and that it and that this character is not supposed to be a 
uh, hero to anybody. Right. So that's what the writer in Seattle Times said, right? And that was before this album even came out. He said he's so pathetic. He's a loser. This is this is like next level. I've never heard this song before. Like, yeah. My first take is that this is like disgustingly pathetic. Sure, but you're not a fucking incel. You're right. You're right. I, right. But what does Eminem, what does Marshall have to do to make it clearer than this that this character is pathetic? I just feel like you're asking the wrong questions and I get what you're saying because lots of people have made this argument and I've right. made this argument. My mom was like, I can't believe you listen to this music. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's funny. But like, actually, when you look back, I still picked up the idea of like women as property, like deep yeah. misogyny. Like it was like misogyny is cool and it's funny. It's cool and funny. Like that's not fucking cool. Yeah, and, and I don't know that I would ever choose to listen to this song again. No, I never um, did. I just knew it because it's on that the record. Yeah, but the, I don't know. It, it feels like, you know, not every piece of art needs to be about a main character that you like, that is doing the right thing all the time. But this is complicated. I I am definitely skeeved out by this song. And I also think that I agree with the Seattle Times writer where I'm like, oh, this is very clearly not something that should be emulated. And like the people who are misinterpreting it need better media literacy. Like they but need to they, understand. That's not a problem you can fix. Keeping your mouth shut and not murdering your ex-wife or your current wife on audio is yeah, something do you, you have can to? control. Right. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have to make a song like this in the first place? No, he felt like. And he if you had feel to, like I you guess. have to make it, make it. Yeah. Don't put it on your fucking best-selling record. <laughs> Just keep keep it under your bed. I mean, there's lots of music that doesn't get released. Yeah. If it's an outlet for your anger, okay. Yeah. Just write a letter and don't send it. Yeah, lots of people do that. <laughs> I don't know. This this is uh, pretty gross. Like I don't. Um, I don't didn't like listening to it, but you know, I guess if if he walked the walk and he used this song to like start a conversation about incel culture and like ever said anything out loud about like this guy is a total piece of shit and you shouldn't be like him and this is a part of me that like. I really don't like and I've tried to work past you know if he's ever acknowledged the danger of of being this guy in Kim then then maybe maybe I would defend him a little bit more but it seems like he's he is just being impish and being like oh, I can say whatever I want I don't know it's weird it's it's a it's not a great line no and he I I want to say like he villainized Kim in lots of songs but the fact that like as the listener the young impressionable person that you would even get the impression that she's the villain but like you kind of did like i don't know how to explain it eminem yeah, it fucking might... hated kim and everybody like was like oh kim sucks and you were on his side because he's the guy that's talking to you i think that i because i have never heard the song before i have like a, just a different point of view 
then because you're also 38 like, years old yeah i'm 37 thank you very much for like how many weeks three <laughs> um yeah yeah i think that that's also a big part of it too is that like i wasn't if i'm like 12 and still learning how to talk to the opposite sex or the, or the, you know someone who's like the object of my affection and this is part of my like mixtape my mix cd like it, i might have a different it might have a different uh effect on me but right as of now i think it is clearly fucking gross and pathetic okay so now let's talk about stan okay so stan is on the same record right yeah and before in the track listing before or after this because very clearly this like plays out the whole narrative he even has like car sound effects and be like the guy just cut me off on the side of the road right this is like uh very like meta like stan is him reenacting kim stan Correct. is the stalker fan reenacting kim basically and so is that is that him acknowledging yeah i say that shit just clowning dog come on how fucked up is you he so like that. yeah, it's it's a it. He's either he's I, like, oh, this <laughs> this could make a lot of people do some crazy shit. Hey, don't do it. So, hey, don't do this. <laughs> he's he's either uh, way too smart for his own good, or thinks he's way too smart for his own good. Do you know what I mean? Like, is this every? Has he done his due diligence, and everyone in the world is just misinterpreting it, or is he no. just like, I'm sm- I'm so smart. He is smart. He's, He's clever. He's smart. Uh, but he did not do his due diligence. Okay. So Stan topped the charts in 12 countries. Oh, boy. And it was on the Billboard Hot 100 for 50 weeks. Five, 50 weeks. Five zero. Yeah, I remember uh, Stan Mania, as, so- as they <laughs> referred to it. We're going to watch the video now, which is eight minutes long. I, I do. I remember this video. I remember Devin Sawa. It stars Devin Sawa. It was directed Hell by yeah. Dr. Dre and Philip Atwell. Hell yeah, dude. And most outlets cut it down for length and language. So even the most devoted TRL fans may not be familiar with the whole thing. So check I us out on definitely, YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely have not thing. seen the whole thing. So Dido, Dido is pregnant, and her tea has gone cold. <laughs> She's wondering why. And Devin Sawa is bleaching his, bleaching hair? his hair in the bathroom to look more like slim. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so, so cinematic. <laughs> it's like desaturated. Oh, computerized. His face hair is changing. Color changing. Stanley! Open the door. I got a car. Oh, how dare. How dare my British girlfriend want to use the bathroom? Pregnant, has to pee. But no. Let me in! What? Stanley, what are you doing to yourself? What the hell? You don't like it? Stanley! Don't call me that, okay? 
Dido, not not the not the best actor. I feel like she'd be great at ASMR. Yeah. What with the pee sound effects? <laughs> oh my God, I thought that was David Schwimmer for a second. Surprise, Schwimmer. <laughs> Never a good surprise. So, so this is produced by Dr. Dre. This song, right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. This is like one of the most inspired samples that I've ever heard. This is such a good. How do you take this like guitar, acoustic guitar, rock thing, and turn it into this? I don't know. It's great. Aviv's a fan. I'm a fan. Of, I the production is great. Dear Slim, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I left my cell, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom. I sent two letters back in autumn. You must not have got them. There probably was a problem at the post office or something. Sometimes I scribble the dresses too sloppy when I jot them. But anyways, fuck it. What's been up, man? How's your daughter? My girlfriend's pregnant, too. I'm about to be a father. If I have a daughter, guess what I'm going to call her? I'm going to name her Bonnie. Bonnie Clyde. Oh. That was an Eminem song. Okay. I know you probably hear this every day, but I'm your biggest fan. I even got the underground shit that you did with Scam. I got a room full of your posters and your pictures, man. I like the shit you did with Rockets, too. That shit was fat. Anyways, I hope you get this, man. Hit me back. Just a chat. Truly yours, your biggest fan. This is Stan. This song's good, man. It's hard for me not to sing, but it's like no one wants to hear that. Window. There's an entire bucket, like a wheelie bucket, just labeled Eminem fan mail. <laughs> Dear Slim, you still ain't called a row. I hope you have a chance. I ain't mad. I just think it's fucked up you don't answer fans. If you didn't want to talk to me outside the concert, you didn't have to. Could have signed an autograph for Matthew. That's my little brother, man. He's only six years old. We waited in the blistering cold for you. Four hours and you just said no. That's pretty shitty, man. You're like his fucking idol. He wants to be just like you, man. He likes you more than I do. I ain't that mad, though. I just don't like being lied to. Remember when we met in Denver? You said if I write you, you would write back. See, I'm just like you in a way. I never knew my father neither. He used to always cheat on my mom and beat her. I can relate to what you're saying in your song So when I have a shitty day I drift away and put them on Cause I don't really got shit else So that shit helps when I'm depressed I even got a tattoo with your name across the chest Sometimes I even cut myself to see how much it bleeds It's like adrenaline The pain is such a sudden rush for me See everything you say is real And I respect you cause you tell it My girlfriend's jealous cause I talk about you 24-7 But she don't know you like I know you slim No one does She don't know what it was like for people like us growing up You gotta call me Man, I'll be the biggest fan you'll ever lose. Sincerely yours, Stan. P.S. We should be together too. We're, I'm sure, gonna talk about we should be together too, right? We're gonna go through all the lyrics. Okay, good, because I have plenty to fucking say about that. Okay. Be the last package I ever send your ass. It's been six months and still no word. I don't deserve it. I know you got my last two letters. I wrote the addresses on them perfect. So this is my cassette I'm sending you. I hope you hear it. 
I'm in a car right now, I'm doing 90 on the freeway. Hey Slim, I drink a fifth of vodka, you dare me to drive? You know the song by Phil Collins in the air of the night about that guy who could have saved that other guy from drowning but didn't? Then Phil saw it all, then at a show he found him? That's kinda how this is, you could have rescued me from drowning, now it's too late. I'm on a thousand downers now, I'm drowsy. And all I wanted was a lousy letter of a call. I hope you know I ripped all of your pictures off the wall. I love you, Slim. We could have been together. Think about it. You ruined it now. I hope you can't sleep and you dream about it. And when you dream, I hope you can't sleep and you scream about it. I hope your conscience eats at you when you can't breathe without me. See, Slim? Shut up, bitch. I'm trying to talk. Hey, Slim, that's my girlfriend screaming in the trunk. But I didn't slit her throat. I just tied her up. See, I ain't like you. Because if she suffocates, she'll suffer more. And then she'll die, too. Well, gotta go. I'm almost at the bridge now. Oh, shit, I forgot. How am I supposed to send this shit out? Pregnant now, how far along is she? Look, I'm really flattered you would call your daughter that. And here's an autograph for your brother. I wrote it on the starter cap. I'm sorry I didn't see you with the show. I must have missed you. Don't think I did that shit intentionally, just to diss you. But what's the shit you said about you like to cut your wrist too? I say that shit just clown is all. Come on, how fucked your bitch? You got some issues, Dan. I think you need some counseling to help your ass from bouncing off the walls when you get down some. And what's the shit about us meant to be together? That type of shit'll make me not want us to meet each other. I really think you and your girlfriend need each other. But maybe you just need to treat her better. I hope you get to read this letter. I just hope it reaches you in time before you hurt yourself. I think that you'll be doing just fine if you relax a little. I'm glad I inspire you with Stan. Why are you so mad? Try to understand that I do want you as a fan. I just don't want you to do some crazy shit. I oh no. The, the brother. The kid is becoming, yeah. I like kind of see him trying to take responsibility in this. It's like not enough, but I like see the effort. Damn. And then so he's in the reflection yeah. of the thing. Casper the friendly ghost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that there are definitely places where this kind of falls down. Okay, so Music Industry How To, the website, says the song Stan is one of Eminem's lyrical and musical peaks. Throughout the song, the rapper weaves real life events with fiction to create an intriguing tale that keeps listeners guessing until the end. This track's emotional storytelling. Well, we've heard it so many times. Like, I don't know. Maybe we were guessing. I guess. I guess. This track's emotional storytelling, vivid imagery, and intricate rhyme scheme have been highly praised by both critics and fans. And yet, most people find it impossible to distinguish facts from fiction regarding this hip-hop classic. Now, the American songwriter. But the lyric of Stan 
isn't just the work of somebody who managed to get in the zone for a couple of hours or just had a good day or is even channeling something from an unseen source. Art like this comes from somebody who clearly has given his life to his pursuit and has walked the walk while others talk the talk. A piece of work like this, where every syllable and nuance is as perfect as it can be, is rare no, false, and inspirational. Right. Okay, real, fucking relax, everybody. Right? <laughs> this isn't even the best song on the album. So there's this writer, Giles Foden, compared Eminem to the legendary English poet Robert Browning in The Guardian of London. Like, people were just, like, pissing Relax, themselves. Everyone. These fucking white guys were like, oh, my God. No, even when <laughs> it came out, I was like, this song is pretty good. Good to very good. For children. We were kids. Yeah, we were kids. Well, you know, we I was bar mitzvahed. But, uh, yeah, basically. It is a good song. It's interesting, too, because I remember, you're like, oh, he is trying to take some responsibility. And I, like, remember feeling like the message was, like, patience. I I so so when it came out I also remember feeling that right the message was just like oh you shouldn't have done any of this stuff because he was gonna write you back eventually and <laughs> but but he there also the other thing is happening which is which was kind of a surprise to me watching this video of like oh yeah we are seeing this violence be perpetuated we are seeing we we are seeing him realize his culpability in certain things at least in the video like like eminem the character doesn't necessarily but like he okayed this video he had to have seen fucking seen this yeah it's interesting maybe maybe too little too late but can i can i ask to take a step back for a second did you say this truly this happened no okay people are constantly writing like Eminem took elements from fact and fiction. Eminem got a lot of fan letters. Sure. We will hear from him on that later on TRL. Great. You're going to love this video and you're not going to hate me at all for including it. Oh, my God. And (laughs) there's really nothing I could find that that was true besides the fact that, like, there were stands out there before they were called stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Eminem had to deal with them and he didn't like it. And when once again, this is just like music journalists that are up their own asses being like, how could someone be so creative to write an eight minute rap song about fans and fandom? <laughs> um, I cannot wait for the next 10 ish minutes. So first we're going to do a lyrical analysis. God damn it. Okay. Okay. okay do you want to be Stan or Eminem? I want to be Dido. Okay. I'll be Dido and Eminem. Uh, yeah. Okay. My tea's gone cold. I'm wondering why I got out of bed at all. The morning rain clouds up my window and I can't see at all. And even if I could, it would all be gray. But your picture on my wall reminds me that it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Bad, bad, bad. So that was a sample from uh, Thank You by Dido. Which, which I hear in the grocery store all the time. Really and I'm have... like, is this, is this going to be Stan? <laughs> I've. That, I think, it had come out and it had, like, no traction and then Stan made it blow up and then it came back to the radio. I, I think that that's accurate, yes. Dear Slim, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I left my cell, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom. I sent two letters back in autumn. You must not have got them. There probably was a problem at the post office or something. Sometimes I scribble addresses too sloppy when I jot them. But anyways, fuck it. What's been up, man? How's your daughter? My girlfriend's pregnant, too. I'm about to be a father. 
If I have a daughter, guess what I'm a caller? I'm going to name her Bonnie. I read about your Uncle Ronnie, too. I'm sorry. I had a friend kill himself over some bitch who didn't want him. I know you probably hear this every day, but I'm your biggest fan. I even got that underground shit you did with Scam. I got a room full of your posters and your pictures, man. I like the shit you did with Ruckus, too. That shit was fat. Anyways, I hope you get this, man. Hit me back, just to chat. Truly yours, your biggest fan. This is Stan. Do you want me to do first two, <laughs> or are you still going to stay with Stan? You can do it. I won't hog the whole limelight. Dear Slim, you still ain't called or wrote. I hope you have a chance. I ain't mad. I just think it's fucked up you don't answer fans. If you didn't want to talk to me outside your concert, you didn't have to. But you could have signed an autograph from Matthew. That's my little brother, man. He's only six years old. We waited in the blistering cold for you for hours, for four hours, and you just said no. It's pretty shitty, man. You're you're like his fucking idol. He wants to be just like you, man. He likes you more than I do. Which, like, (laughs) I'm your biggest fan, but my little brother is your biggest, biggest fan. Um, I ain't mad, though. I just don't like being lied to. Remember when we met in Denver? You said if I'd write you, you'd write back. See, I'm just like you in a way. I never, I never knew my father neither. He used to always cheat on my mom and beat her. I can relate to what you're saying in your songs, so when I have a shitty day, I drift away and put them on. Because I don't really got shit else, so th- that shit helps when I'm depressed. I even got a tattoo with your name across my chest. Sometimes I even cut myself to see how much it bleeds. It's like adrenaline. The pain is sudden, is a, such a sudden rush for me. See, everything you say is real, and I respect you because you tell it. My girlfriend's jealous because I talk about you 24-7. But she don't know you like I know you, Slim. No one does. She doesn't know what, she don't know what it's like for people like us growing up. You got to call me, man. I'll be the biggest fan you'll ever lose. Sincerely yours, Stan. P.S. We should be together, too. Okay, so what do you want to say about this? Now's your chance. Now's my chance. So this, I know we might get into it later, sparked like a big like homophobia conversation with Eminem. Is Eminem a homophobe? This he, like, is not the thing. He's fucking blatantly homophobic. Women wear your pantyhose. I mean, everything. If a man and a man can elope, he says... Yeah, uh, yeah, he does this a lot of times. Look, it's Versace. But- Whoop, somebody shot me. Everything with him is homophobia. For whatever reason, this did it. This was like, people are like, fucking Stan. So much so that Elton John had to like come out in Eminem's defense and like sing the Dido part of Stan at the VMAs. The legend is that Eminem was like, I'm not homophobic. I'm inviting Elton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure sure that that is exactly what happened, right? He's like, I see, I have a gay friend. But the, the like, the thing that is even bumped me. I'm not like trying to pat myself on the back here, but even when I was a kid, I was like, this feels like such a fucking afterthought. Like, like everything about this, this like gay subplot feels tacked on for no reason and does not make the song any better. In fact, makes it worse, made it worse back then and caused him a bunch of trouble or contributed to a bunch of trouble. So like, why the fuck even bother? When I tell you why I think that's in there... Your mind's going to be blown. Oh, my God. Are you going to tell me now or later? Later. Okay. We got to finish this. Yeah, but but I, I I was always... Like, this always felt so fucking cheeseball to me. It's like when... Okay, in Clueless, you'll get this reference in a few minutes, but in Clueless, when they're trying to be like Emma and then Elton takes the 
picture that Ty that Cher took of Ty, and then in she's lo- like, locker, "You yeah. have Ty's picture in your locker," and the he's like, "I have the took. picture that you took in my locker." Like that yeah, doesn't that make any sense. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would you? Who does that? But in Emma, it's a picture that she painted, so it's her art. Sure, sure, not sure, like sure, a sure, 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 disposable camera pick. So let's yeah. continue. I also am not familiar with Emma, but I that never made sense to me in. <laughs> In um, whatever, uh, clueless either. Okay, verse three. Dear Mister, I'm too good to call or write my fans. This will be the last package I ever send your ass. It's been six months and still no word. I don't deserve it. I know you got my last two letters. I wrote the addresses on them perfect. So this is my cassette I'm sending you. I hope you hear it. I'm in the car right now. I'm doing 90 on the freeway. Hey, Slim, I drank a fifth of vodka. You dare me to drive? You know that song by Phil Collins in the air of the night about that guy who could have saved that other guy from drowning but didn't? Then Phil saw it all, and at a show, he found him? That's kind of how this is. You could have rescued me from drowning. Now it's too late. I'm on a thousand downers now. I'm drowsy, and all I wanted was a lousy letter or a call. I hope you know I ripped all your pictures off the wall. I loved you, Slim. We could have been together. Think about it. You ruined it now. I hope you can't sleep and you dream about it. And when you dream, I hope you can't sleep and you scream about it. I hope your conscious eats at you and you can't breathe without me. See? Slim? Shut up, bitch. I'm trying to talk. Hey, Slim. That's my girlfriend screaming in the trunk. But I didn't slit her throat. I just tied her up. See? I ain't like you. Because if she suffocates, she'll suffer more. And then she'll die, too. Well, gotta go. I'm almost at the bridge now. Oh, shit. I forgot. How am I supposed to send this shit out? Once again, an afterthought, right? That completely undercuts the verse of like, you have blood on your hands. This is all your fucking fault. Oh, wait, I'm actually an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Which is so fu- like so fucked. Anyway, Damn. dear Stan, I meant to write you sooner, but I've just been busy. You said your girlfriend's pregnant now. How far along is she? Look, I'm really flattered that you'd call your daughter that. And here's an autograph for your brother. I wrote it on a starter cap. I'm sorry I didn't see you at the show. I must have missed you. Don't think I did that shit intentionally just to diss you. But what's the shit you said about you liking to cut your wrists too? I say that shit clowning, dog. Come on, how fucked up is you? You got some issues, Stan. I think you need some counseling to keep your ass from bouncing off the walls when you get down some. And what's the shit about us meant to be together? That type of shit will make me not want us to meet each other. I really think you and your girlfriend need each other. Or maybe you just need to treat her better. I hope you read this letter. I just hope it reaches you in time before you hurt yourself. I think that you'll be doing just fine if you relax a little. I'm glad I inspire you, Stan. But why are you so mad? Try to understand that I do want you as a fan. I just don't want you to do some crazy shit. I seen this one shit on the news a couple weeks ago that made me sick some dude was drunk and drove his car over a bridge and had his girlfriend in the trunk and she was pregnant with his kid and in the car they found a tape but they but they didn't say who it was to come to think about it his name was it was you damn another afterthought each of the third of the second third and fourth verse like don't know how to end (laughs) and they're just like chris angel mind freak (laughs) Which I think is like, you know, uh, a, a shortcoming of the song. It is not this masterpiece. It could have could have done other things. I'm Listen, I'm not saying I could have written a better song, but 
there is this kind of it does each verse just kind of falls off a cliff okay well this is my favorite part of the whole show today fuck um malcolm mclaren had a song called fans that was came out in 1984 sure we we once again uh, a how a else lyrics do we know from- malcolm mclaren Malcolm McLaren is the guy who founded the Sex Pistols. And I think what you're getting at is we know that Eminem knows of Malcolm McLaren because he did... That's without me, right? Trailer Park Girls Go Around the Outside. Trailer Park Girls Go Around the Outside, which he took from Malcolm doing Buffalo Girls, which he Malcolm himself stole from somebody else. But I don't think that's important to this version of the story. So M is currently paying Malcolm McLaren money at this point for Correct. sampling Buffalo Girls or interpolating it. So we're going to have a little listen to fans, which is very hard to listen to. But then we will follow that with a reading. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I am really preemptively upset at what's going to happen now because <laughs> Malcolm McLaren is a famously horrible person five minutes five minutes also Ma- Malcolm McLaren was like early into white dude rap Tia Pita I am one of your biggest fans I sleep with your picture under my pillow I have every record that you've ever made. Get on stage so I can kiss All of your posters, I got them out of the magazines. They cover my entire room. And every time that you're in town, I'm sitting in the front row. Are you fucking kidding me? Is this crazy or not? I'm the girl with the long black hair that's always sitting to the left of you. This is also one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. Five minutes, final call. Dear Peter. I'm one of your biggest fans. I sleep with your picture under my pillow. I need something to believe in. Final call, stage left, sir. I have every record that you've ever made. Get on stage so I can kiss him. All of your posters, I got them out of the magazine. They cover my entire room. Good luck, sir. I feel like I shouldn't be doing both characters, but (laughs) we've gone too far. And every time you're in town, I'm sitting in the front row, screaming and yelling with the crowd. Do you ever see me? I'm sure that you have. I'm the girl with the long black hair. It's always sitting to the left of you. What I want, I must have. So I make myself go mad. When I scream, I scream so bad. Feels so good, because good is bad. At every concert. You know, maybe Eminem is a genius. Um, <laughs> if, he, if, if this is what he's compared to. Uh, at every concert, I pick out my favorite white satin dress. It shows all of my curves. And you look at me as I switch from, I think it's swish. Swish from right to left. I know there's a lot of lookalikes around, but I know the real you. What we want, we can't have. So it makes us fans go mad. Ooh, ooh. Because we could. Ooh. Please don't ever get married. 
because if you do, it'll break my heart in two. And I plan on waiting for you forever and ever and a day. P.S. Fuck. (laughs) P.S. What I want, I must have, so I make myself go mad. Don't ever throw this letter away. It took me three hours to write. Just to say that I really and truly love you. Love always, you're truly. Ah, that don't sound good. I think I'll start over again. Excuse me, Mr. P. God damn it. (laughs) Excuse me, Mr. Peter, sir, but there's a lady here to meet you, sir, to see you. Oh, babe, introduce us. Spend one night, just the two of us. Oh, because we are your fans. Yeah, right. Thoughts? So... Is there direct evidence that Eminem, 15 years after the song comes out, is doing like his own riff on that and is referencing Malcolm McLaren, who we know they're aware of each other, uh, referencing Malcolm McLaren in Stan? There's there's some evidence, right? The PS, the like obsession, the starting the letter over again, all this stuff seems seems circumstantial Uh, also like he's got that like opera behind like mm kind of like dido-y and but i was also thinking like the sketch right of like oh the five minutes to curtain and it's like like him driving on the highway Mm -hmm. like there are a ton of similarities i can't say definitely but i'm i'm pretty pretty confident that that eminem heard this song maybe this is not taking away from Eminem's. No, people are inspired by all whatever. Kinds of things. But there's, yeah. to me, there's no question he was inspired by this. Like none. I'm, I'm at the, I'm at the ninety to ninety-five percent range. <laughs> that would be way too much of a coincidence, and then just it's to pull such, out like two trailer a, park girls go around the Such a huge fucking coincidence. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh my god. This is fucked, dude. <laughs> um, How did you find this? I read something on, I think, a Reddit forum about there's a theory that it was a uh, okay, right, okay, interpolated. So I looked it up. Yeah, or this inspired is, by. Yeah, yeah, right. And inspired. when I when I played it, I was like, I, "This Holy makes me want to die." And then I read yeah. the lyrics, and I was because when you see the lyrics, you can like see the PS. Like everything is as you. Yeah, were, the, the PS I saw you going jumps through it at, yourself. jumps fucking <laughs> right out at you. PS, we should be together too. I have the picture you took in my locker. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so like, I think, right? I th- not so a perfect is so and remake is this. Is this the reason that Eminem made Stan in love with him? Maybe it like tipped that over the edge, right? Is this what this is what you're saying? Is like, oh well, well my stalker has to be in love with me, like mm-hmm. uh, Malcolm's stalker was in love with him. Also, their initials are the same, which mm-hmm. I know doesn't super mean anything, <laughs> but like it makes me really angry. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like seething with anger. That all this is happening to me right now. And it's called fans. And we know that Stan Stan is the stalker fan. fan. God (laughs) damn it. It's like, why didn't more people figure this out? I don't know. This is some smoking (laughs) gun shit. And I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. Well, we're just going to do a circle back to Phil Collins. Yes. So the song is not called whatever it says. 
It's called In the Air Tonight, not whatever the f- fucking what he says. I think he says In the Air of the Night. I don't know. Yeah, he's he does close. say In the Air of the Night. Yeah, yeah. He definitely gets it wrong, though, and you know, it's always <laughs> bothered me. Um, here is Phil talking to America's favorite late night host. First of all, in the air tonight is uh, I, I went through the, only a handful of your your hits, and you're just amazing. You have this new, uh, new box set, the singles, which is also on the vinyl, which I love that you're doing. These, on these vinyl. are all the singles. In the air tonight is the one. Uh, I mean, it just sticks yeah, that, in my head because that's the that's got a life of its own. I mean, that well, that, that that will outlive me. I think that's was in the Cadbury no. egg well, well, commercial. That could be sequel to. That could be your next autobiography. Like yeah, this book will outlive. He certainly me. does. Uh, <laughs> and there's but Jimmy you, Jimmy Fallon drunk on air. You were you were on you were outside <laughs> at night and there was a do- you saw somebody saw someone drowning no. and he didn't yeah and he let him uh, <laughs> drown he let him drown and you go oh, yeah. and you watched the man basically murder somebody and then so instead of calling the authorities you invited the man the stranger to your concert it's and so- then. You shone a light on him, you yeah. showed, Yes, you shone a light on him. And you sang in the air tonight, and you go, I know what you did, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. That is the best story I've ever heard of. I know. Unfortunately, none of it's true. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, no, I, hoax. What? Complete hoax. You know, Which is why we haven't done an episode. I was just yeah. pissed off, you know. There. I was angry. Um, At what? Well, you know, you, you go through a divorce, and, uh, oh. you know, yeah. sometimes it's like, Please, I love you, I love you, I love you. Don't hang up, don't hang up. All right, on that note, I'm hanging up. Yeah, this is also like someone got mad at you for doing like a preppy murders thing and it was like, this is it actually about the preppy murders and like this would be the same thing, right? There's yeah. there's no there there. But the preppy murders was a great episode. The preppy murders was a great episode because like no, I didn't know anything about that and like the the story itself was interesting. This story, this is a fake story the, the, like the drowning didn't even happen. The yeah. premier murders happened. <laughs> Plus, Eminem already told you the whole story. It's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole Which fake Which is story. Not, not true. Real so, fake story. So, yeah, you asked me before what's real about this song, and apparently everything, including the Phil Collins part, is fiction. Is fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he's gotten weird letters. Yeah, here he is um, talking about that on TRL. We got the uh, band. Well, I want to uh, actually we'll listen to it right now. A track called uh, "Stand." It's the third track on the album. What's, uh, what's all this about? Explain this. Um, basically, it's just about crazy fan mail that I get from people, and it's about like a kid who is really sick. You know what I'm saying? And 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 takes everything that I say literally. Like if I say I'm gonna slit my wrist, he wants to slit his wrist. It's like he's crazy for real. Like I'm not. <clears throat> like he's crazy for real, and it's like. Everything that I say he can relate to, it's like he finally found somebody that he can relate to. So at the end of the song, um, he ends up committing suicide and driving his girl off a cliff, and it's like really crazy. But it, it was a song, kind of, it's kind of like a message to the fans to let them know that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like everything that I say is not meant to be taken literally. Right. Just most of the things that I say. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Oh, is it based on on uh, real life? Do you get letters like this? Yeah, I get crazy letters like that. That's yeah. why I was saying, you know, I don't understand. Like, all this is, is crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? I never knew that I was going to have any of this. This is all, this is all, you know, a little bit much for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. To even imagine this. But now it's happening and it's like, 
for people to look up to me like this is really crazy for me. I like go through things in my head every day, you know, like what is going on? He you know, like stopped like just short of really reckoning with it and like having blood on his hands or whatever. Because basically you are a resident here. Uh, we get your mail. I want to uh, check out one letter. It's from Miss Slim Shady 2000, also known oh as Megan. Uh, she says, uh, my mom's mad at me now. All I ever do is sit in front of the TV and watch that video. Now she's worried and annoyed. So I just came up here to listen to it some more. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, here's, this is the best part. I actually have a gold-plated ring that I wear, and I pretend I'm engaged to him. Wow. Isn't that nice? How old is she? 12? Uh, you know, I don't know. She doesn't say. Let me, let me look through. I don't think she says. Probably Most of my too. letters that I get are, like, usually girls from... My name is such and such. I'm 15 or 17. You know what I'm saying? I get a lot of that. Yeah. You know. Very flattering, but not very practical. Can't do anything about it. Book you. Oh, well, can't I do can. anything about <laughs> it. That's true. You can. Well, oh, I can. Yeah, yeah. Gross. Well, Dave Holmes is fa famously gay. I think he was. At, well, I don't think he was in the closet at this point. But um, oh shit. The point this is, fucking is that bleak women as hell. only exist to get fucked. Yeah, but even even if he's even gay, the, he's still even misogynistic. to this gay man, right? Yeah, the, the, it's it's it. There's like so much being thrown out casually, the misogyny, right? Of like, uh, how I can't fuck this fifteen year old girl, goddamn, damn. But also, like, don't take my lyrics literally; just most of my lyrics. Yeah, and also, also, people are crazy. <laughs> I got crazy fans. Is it my fault? No, they're crazy. So many things about this were like January six. So January six. I I don't go January six. I go like I don't know like these these. these... I didn't know they would do it. I just told them to do it. I so this <laughs> might this might get me fucking canceled. I feel this way about Taylor Swift, and I said this on the show before. I think I may have cut it out. That like I think Taylor Swift is gonna get someone killed one day because her fans are legion, and if they and they're like pouring over the they have this parasocial relationship with her, and they're pouring over the uh, well, lyrics you, like, of her songs. Felt bad for Jake Gyllenhaal. I didn't feel bad for Jake. I well, did. You, I did. Sure, he's rich, so like I can't feel that bad for him. But I thought that I thought that he was in danger, um, and you know. I see the the Taylor Swift fans in this, like who are mostly really... women and historically way less violent than fucking incels. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, okay. So, is there what what is the is there a male equivalent these days? Is it Trump? Yes. Are you kidding me? I don't. I don't get it. I don't get how someone like that has fans. How does Trump? Have this is what I mean. I don't get how someone has fans like that. I don't think any politician should have fans. The same thing people are like, like, Eminem tells the truth. Like, that's what they said about Trump. Uh, I don't... I, Everything I, you say is real, and I respect you because you tell it. It's like... Uh, Trump took a page out of the Stan playbook. I guess. It's just like it feels so gross. Okay, well, this is from a Medium essay called The Problem with Eminem Fans by an Eminem Fan. Okay. This is written by contributor Victor C. And it's excerpted. A stan is, in pop culture, a fan who's gone beyond hardcore in their love for an artist. The term originates from Eminem's song Stan, and his fans have gladly taken possession of the term to denominate themselves. What people seem to have missed entirely is how the song goes. 
Stanley, the protagonist, is a hardcore Eminem fan that gradually goes insane over waiting for Eminem to reply to his letters. Okay, wait, this is something I was thinking about while we were listening to the song. Mm. He said Slim is his crazy alter ego that's a douche, but when he Too wrote slim. back, he was like right. Marshall. And the, but the, but this is this is his point is or this is like maybe the point that I was making earlier in the episode is like he can choose not to be slim whenever whenever it suits him whenever he feels like he has gotten his catharsis and whenever he doesn't necessarily want to take responsibility for like a crazy fan ending their own life or the life of someone else in his name it just seemed like the whole thing was I think I maybe I'm thinking of alter ego like too literally like it's a character like it's Stephen Colbert on the Colbert show and he's right. never going to break character. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I think I think it's like uh, the impish side of him, the id and the ego. Right? Is slim is the id, and the id doesn't write letters back because the id can't be contained. So of course it would be Marshall that returns the letter. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. The other thing about him writing to Slim and him getting Slim's name tattooed on his chest instead of Marshall's or Eminem's is that it is an indication that he does, that Stan doesn't really know him. That he only knows the alter ego. And he's an incel. Like an incel. But that is just like another uh, layer of like, well, it's not the real me. And so I'm not responsible for this, this person's actions. Which is also kind of like in the McLaren song of like, I know the real you. And he also says, they don't know you like I know you, Slim. No one does. It's kind of line Almost by line. Verbatim. Yeah, I know. I with know. the McLaren song. I fucking know. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> uh, okay. So throughout his letter, Stan details his life story and how he loves Eminem more than his own wife. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Going as far as taking random lines from his songs a bit too seriously to the point of physically hurting himself. Just drank a fifth of vodka, dare me to drive. And sometimes I cut myself. I don't know. I don't know what that fucking line is. From see how much it bleeds, it's like adrenaline. Oh, where it's from? Okay, I get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what song that's from. uh, In the end of the song, Stanley ties his pregnant wife and stuffs her into his car's trunk. Drinks of fifth of vodka and proceeds to drive way too fast on a freeway while angrily recording a voice message to Eminem. He screams about how M has betrayed him for menial and unrelated things he blew out of proportion because of his parasocial relationship with Marshall. Then Stanley crashes his car before he can send the message. It falls into the water and everyone inside dies. The message was clear. Don't be like Stan. Yet somehow, Eminem fans decided that the moral of the story was, ha ha, yeah, we're all so crazy, right? Let's all be more like that. Case in point again, when Eminem came to Brazil for Lollapalooza in 16, some fans publicly plotted to ambush him at the hotel he was staying at to get autographs and take photos. Now, M has gone on record and on songs countless times about how private he is and how he hates that kind of invasive behavior, but the fans don't care as long as they get a piece of him, everything is fine. Well, his security team was having none of it, and the plan was foiled. A leader of a particular online Eminem fan group, this is also January 6th-ish, a leader of a particular (laughs) online Eminem fan group who also took part in the ambush was very vocal about how upset he was, justifying his creepy stalker behavior with quote-unquote love for the artist and saying that he quote, waited 
years for this, a.k.a. Eminem coming to Brazil. Yeah, I don't think it's January 6th because Trump very clearly was like wielding these people against something. And it seems like Eminem's just like, nah, I just I just threw like a a, 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 a crazy gas bomb into a gorilla cage and let's see what happens. Maybe. Again, to these fans, as long as they get what they want, anything goes. They feel entitled yeah. to an artist's private life, to his attention, and fail to see the human behind the star. And since we're talking about this sick brand of love, how about we get to my third and final point? If you want to read all of his points, go to Medium. <laughs> it's the one article on Medium. <laughs> I said the name earlier. Uh, the problem with Eminem fans from an Eminem fan. And since we're talking about this sick brand of love, how about we get into my third and final point? Well, most people outside the fan base don't know this, but Eminem's a Democrat. I know most what? of you are already wait a minute. up in wait arms. A minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What? Who the fuck gives a shit? Incels. Okay. You know what? You're convincing me with this January 6th thing again. <laughs> I know most of you are already up in arms. Quote, how can a man that said this and that about women and transgender and gay people, yada, 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 also be a Democrat? Well, I can't argue with you there, but he is a Democrat and a hypocrite. He's not shy at all about his politics and his position, regardless of how much he practices what he preaches. My point oh my is this. God. Eminem built his career for the most part on controversy and all that anger, all that hatred, the misogyny, the homophobia, it resonated strongly with a particular segment of society that happens to support a certain Republican politician, the most powerful one in recent years, in fact. So when Eminem first decided to get into what would turn into a series of attacks against former President Donald Trump, he reaffirmed his stance and left a clear message to his fans on the BET Awards 2017 freestyle. If any supporter of that. Trump, who's also a fan of his, feels divided and doesn't know on whose side to stand, he tells them, go stand at Trump's side and also go fuck themselves. This caused a ruckus among his fans because, again, they only listen to what they want to. Does that sound familiar? To these people who claim to love M so much, never came across one of the hundreds of statements or song lyrics in which he made his political views clear. And then they, they felt appalled by him, basically saying it for the hundredth plus one time. And I hate, <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. Let me fucking, <laughs> let me fucking tell you something, okay. Lindsay. I absolutely hate that we have gone so full circle that... We are now being like, Eminem is such a hypocrite because he only talks about abusing women and doesn't actually abuse women. Which is really disappointing for his Which fans. Which is disappointing for his fans. I hate that we've gotten here. <laughs> I hate that you've led me here. I hate that you knew that this was going <laughs> where this was going the entire time and you just let me walk dick first into a bear <laughs> trap. To yourself. I know. I was trying to see the some good in humanity. No. <laughs> oh, I fucking fuck. But I will say, like, like this Victor C guy makes a makes the point that like they will see people like this will see whatever they want to see, no matter what due diligence. Like, there's no amount of hand wringing that anyone 
can do to make them not see their like weirdo misogynist homophobic conspiracies but also we know that about them and we can't encourage them sure yeah don't feed them don't feed the trolls but but they're gonna they're gonna find a way to get fed no matter what i i i think both things are true just like the first just like that first song that you that you played where he's like pointing the finger at everyone else and never pointing it back at himself and saying like oh yeah i am also part of this he's like no it's all just you and it both things are true the incels will will are going to incel and also he's feeding them yeah he's feeding them fucking shit back to victor and they turn into Stanley so quickly, too. Yesterday, it was Eminem is the goat. He's my everything. Then suddenly, it's fuck you, you hypocrite. You betrayed me. Trump opened a show for you. Just like that. What? Trump opened a show? I guess. Didn't care enough to fact check that. I hate this. What I'm saying with all this is, please, please, let's make this standing culture less than it is. I'm focusing on Eminem, but to be honest, every major artist regardless of sphere, suffers from this. So this brings us into phase three of the show, Aviv. The evolution of Stan from... Man, I hate, I fucking hate phase three of the show. Character to noun? Would we call that a noun? To verb. It's, but it's a, to verb, right? So yeah, you, you, it was, it was Devin Sawa and then you are a Stan for something and now you stand something. Back to you, Lindsay. Tell me how I'm wrong about something else. Stan was added to the Oxford Living Dictionary 17 years after it came out, the definition being an overzealous or obsessive fan of a particular celebrity. The term has taken on a life of its own. Yes. Um, As you mentioned, a year at... Well, you didn't mention this, but yes. A year after Stan came out... Nas weaponized Stan in the South oh, Ether using it as a pejorative. It was like, you you can put this in, but it was like, I don't know, like, you're a pussy, you're a loser, you're a Stan. You a fan, a phony, a fake, a pussy, a Stan. I still whip your ass. You 36 in a karate class. Mm-hmm, sure. So that is the first on-record weaponization of Stan. All right, so <laughs> I feel like... Stan is more popular as a verb today than a noun. What do you think? Hundred percent. And and I I deal with a lot of Gen Zers at my job at a college, and they will say, "Oh yeah, I stand." It doesn't even have to be a celebrity couple. Like two, uh, two students start dating, and their friends are like, "Oh yeah, I stand them as a couple." So this Slay is so interesting boots. too, because I feel like even more recently it's evolved a tiny bit more because there's a lot that you can find about like Stan became a verb. It was entered into the urban dictionary in 2008 as a verb, but you know, continued to grow and grow. But it was like, I stand for, there was a four and now there is no four. There's no four. I just stand it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the urban dictionary definition of standing as of this morning Standing is defending slash supporting something or someone you really like, no matter how problematic they are, to the point of being obsessed, delusional, or looking away from serious things that harm people, even if it harms the very thing slash person you claim to love. Honestly, that's like that's like a really nuanced definition that I didn't <laughs> fully take in on the surface, but that's that's absolutely right. Because like 
you know, people like really like Lana Del Rey, who is like extremely problematic, but they don't care because she she still slays or whatever. I and guess Eminem had a lyric about punching her twice. Punching Lana Del Rey? Yeah. All right, I saw whatever. that in my research. Thought you might like cool. it. Cool. <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you stan someone and you don't care how they're like a shitty person inside. Which I suppose is like not the point of Stan inside of the world of the song because Stan does the opposite, right? Stan like gives up on Eminem relatively quickly, but it is the point of the legacy of Stan the song, right? Which is like Eminem is very problematic and we still like him. Right. Except for the fact that as early as 2017, Unstan became a thing or was a thing. So un so so no takesies backsies. Stan <laughs> is supposed to be no takesies backsies, but now we have double reverse takesies backsies, and we can unstand something if they finally cross a line. Yeah, so this is fantastic. In July twenty-fourth, twenty seventeen, uh the outline, which apparently has a whole stan beat. They wrote this article called Stand Down When Super Fans Move On. Who do you think this okay. is about? Who do you think this is about? Uh, One Direction. The world of devoted fan or stan Twitter was rocked on July 1st. That afternoon, a Kendall Jenner update account. Oh, fuck. A style of fan account dedicated to updating followers on a particular celebrity's every move posted a 17 tweet long thread explaining why the people running it would be moving on. The stands were unstanding. Kendall Jenner? The tweet literally says, why we decided to unstand. A thread. Following the Jenner sisters' latest controversy, selling t-shirts with their faces imposed over images of notorious B.I.G. and Tupac, the <laughs> six fans... <laughs> uh, what a dumb, dumb thing to be unstand for. <laughs> The fans behind at K&J Daily could no longer ignore and condone Jenner's penchant for unapologetic cultural appropriation. This is very Gen Z. This is very Gen Z, but also <laughs> like like Gen Z has moved on from this and now they're like, what the fuck ever? Get your bag. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was I just thought that was a fucking great. Oh, I thought the stands couldn't be on stand. I thought, yeah, but turns out you you Photoshop your head on Biggie Smalls' body one time. It's all over. It's all fucking over for you, Kendall. I thought it was the Pepsi thing, but that was 2020. <laughs> yep. So the Oxford English Dictionary tracks the historical usage of words, and mm -hmm. the first recorded use of Stan as a verb that they have found so far was in a tweet. From April 2008, I stand for Santa Gold. That's what I was bringing up before, how it was stand like four. Stand for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it got no replies, no retweets, and no likes. <laughs> Whoa. But Boy, nevertheless proved to be an important historical artifact. So this is from the outline. Twitter is a relatively new source for citations for the 133-year-old historical glossary, the Oxford said Catherine Connor Martin, head of U.S. Dictionaries for the Oxford English Dictionary. In the 19th century, lexicographers alone had access to the vast catalog of index cards that recorded 
word use and, a, and origin from various written sources. But Martin said the internet and social media in particular have democratized this process. Quote, now we're using a lot of data that's available to anyone who chooses to look at it. That's a great thing because it allows the general public to correct us when we're wrong and provide us with more information. It's also stopping dialects from forming because we like, well, there's like no unique pockets of, la- of like the English language, let's say, because everything is ubiquitous. Mm. And so like no, no more dialects are forming. That's fascinating. Yeah. In the case of Stan and its evolution from noun to verb, Martin said the 2008 tweet can't be credited as the first time the shift happened, but rather evidence that by that time, Stan the verb was already in common use in certain online and real life communities and was beginning to spread. Quote, one thing that makes it easy for words to shift in English is that we don't have a specific set of endings for nouns and verbs. Stan noun becomes stan verb just by using it that way. There's not a lot of morphological change that's required. Parsing word origins is by no means a perfect science, but social media has helped lexicographers more than anyone could have predicted. So while modern dictionaries are still imperative historical records, they wouldn't be nearly as complete if it weren't for all of us sharing our everyday conversations and thoughts via messages, posts, and of course, tweets. Today, oh, stands all over the world label themselves as such to express to express just how dedicated they are to a particular artist and their fandom. But looking back on its well-recorded, pointable history, Stan is perhaps one of the best examples of how pop culture and social media not only introduce new words into the mainstream, but record their evolutions as well. So, have you ever seen the documentary The King of Kong? It's a documentary it of... It's about like the world championship Donkey Kong oh, hell tournament. No. No. It's actually really good. It's like <laughs> it's it is a bunch of weird nerds, but it's really good. But the way that old Donkey Kong machines work is that when you get to a certain level, the game starts to like fold in on itself and like there's no more like RAM in the motherboards or whatever. And so like the levels start to melt as you're playing them, like Salvador Dali style. Like and accidentally? They call them ca- yeah, yeah, not it's not on purpose, but they call them kill screens. And it is clear to me that we have reached the kill screen <laughs> of just like western civilization. And we're just like things are things are folding in on each other. We're standing things, we're standing for <laughs> things. Eminem's just there. Trump's running but for president again. Trump's running for president. It's just like, it really is like the seed in, in Inception where the buildings are just like folding. Yeah. And we're just like here being like, isn't it, isn't it weird that, isn't it weird that Malcolm McLaren and Marshall Mathers have the same initials? <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck. Well, on that happy note, what are we going out on today? I hope I hope like a fistful of Ambien. <laughs> um this is Eminem teaching Jimmy Kimmel how to write rhymes, culminating in the original song Briefcase Joe. Briefcase Joe. We all were all voting for Briefcase Joe in November, right? Well, Joe the Plumber died, so we have no other choice. RIP Joe the Plumber. We got we got to settle for Amtrak Joe. <laughs> Thanks for meeting with me. I appreciate it. I know you know my goal is to become a rapper, and I don't know. Are you serious? Yeah, I am serious. 
I'm sick of doing the show, to be honest with you. Really sick of it. Okay. Well, for me, what I do in my career is I, I like to draw like things from my, my past. And, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. think of something that upset you as a child or something like that. Like emotional pain. Yeah, like emotional pain. Like things to, you know. Oh, all right. Um, when I was in high school, I was a manager of, of the shoe department at the clothing store, and I never really felt appreciated. So that could be something. That, that, that's a start. That's a start, you know. You know what the worst thing that happened to me, I think, as a kid is? It was my first day of junior high school, and my dad got a new briefcase. And so his old briefcase was sitting in the kitchen, and my mom said, I have a good idea. You should put your books in the briefcase. And the first minute of my first day of junior high school, I walked into the school cafeteria and with my briefcase, and these big kids screamed at me, hey, briefcase Joe. Maybe you could use that as your rap name, like briefcase Joe. Yeah, this is going out to those two jerks from junior high school who called me Briefcase Joe. And guess what? Now it's come to pass that it's turned out to be a good thing for me. Yeah, tell them. Yo, here I go. They call me Briefcase Joe. I write my lyrics down. Where can people find us on the internet, Lindsay? Find us on the internet at Lyrics for Lunch on Instagram and Twitter. And for longer and weirder stuff, drop us a line at lyricsforlunch at gmail.com. We love hearing about your personal connections to the songs. And if there's anything we got wrong, like if Eminem ever admitted that Stan is just a remake of fans. Um, and we're on TikTok. We're at lyrics.floor.lunch. Please don't send us death threats. And join us next week where we do this all again. Lindsay's going twice in a row. Oh, yeah. Are we doing the Are we doing the thing yeah. that you were telling me about? Mm-hmm. Sick. Well, I have a feeling that somebody's going to be watching us. <laughs> and until next time, I'm Aviv Rubenstein. I'm Lindsay Tucker. Saying we should be together too. I love listening to myself. I really love it. It's crazy. Yeah, you sound good, man. Thank you. You wanted Thank it? You. you got it. Briefcase Joe is in, so big ups to your briefcase. Eminem, you are done, son. Goodbye. Briefcase Joe. Hey, that's in the water. That's my briefcase. Hey, hey, wait up. Briefcase Joe. Can you give me that briefcase? I like it a lot.